Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to What's the Word? Uh, the show that's about finding out what motivates people to succeed in their respective career fields. My name is Shaval John, and a very good afternoon to everyone. My guest today is Nora Kosevorek, and she nice is pronunciation. A, <laughs> <laughs> and she you is a fitness, she's a fitness competitor and also a writer. And what is really interesting is uh, she has been featured in magazines like Muscle Fitness, Curves, Oxygen, Oxygen Magazine Group Special, Planet Muscle, BFW, Fitness X, and many many other many others, and she is here with me to talk about uh, her career and also uh, what what uh, the future holds for her. So, Ms. Kosevode, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right. Well, first of all, i got to ask, how did you decide to become a fitness competitor? Um, well, I played sports my whole life so since the age of about six. I uh, I started as a baseball player in Finland. Uh, growing up in another country, they uh, girls play baseball over there. So I started off as a, a baseball player and uh, went on the national team and uh, ended up doing that for several years and then um, uh, ended up becoming a swimmer uh, on the national team also. And then uh, from that... I was obviously used to that lifestyle already and in the gym all the time. And um, after about the hundredth person telling me to go compete in figure, I uh, decided to give it a try. And um, <laughs> so I've kind of been doing it because I was lifting weights already, but it was, uh, it's was it been a great journey for sure. All right. Now, that's really interesting because you just said that uh, that girls play baseball over in Finland. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, yeah. yet it seems as if, you know, it's it's a rarity. Like a, I guess, you know, for example, you know, we just had the Little League World Series, and we had two girls. Uh, one was Monet Davis, you know, playing, and then the other one was from Canada. You know, how yeah. how unique is that, really? You know, like can you, can you share with us the cultural differences with with that there? It's actually it's just the the same sport that we just don't have softball at all. It's a different. It's a it's, we don't play. The girls don't play with boys. It's just you know it's a female sport over there. <laughs> it's just it's not a. Uh, um, we hit hard. <laughs> Maybe it might be a, a Finnish menta- female mentality there. Um, women in Finland and Scandinavia in general are pretty tough, and they don't. We don't think that we need a, a softer ball or. A bigger ball to hit it, and we uh, we go just as hard as the guys do. So we just you know play the same sport. That's it. Oh wow, that's really that's really awesome there. Now, yeah. now of course, uh, Finland was the first country, by the way, that had a female president. So that kind of says how we're females are. Um, you know, we lead. <laughs> They're not thought of as any uh, the weaker gender at all. Uh, now, 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 it's interesting you said because because of the fact that uh, you were you were recently a co- your co-author in the book Real Talk Real Women by mm-hmm. uh, Miriam Kaladi. How did that yes. change your perspective on uh, fitness? How did it what? How did it uh, change your your perspective 
like enhance your perspective on fitness? Um, actually, that book is um, it. Miriam uh, interviewed the hundred most inspirational women in the world for that book, and just kind of do share our personal stories or write a chapter in it about um, what pushed us. So it wasn't only about fitness. It was, I mean, it was fitness professionals, but I, my chapter in it was about believing and um, believing in yourself. But that expands way beyond fitness. So all areas of your life, believing in yourself, but certainly for fitness and sports also, making sure that you're you're you you have faith in yourself first. And um that's kind of um what I've how I've lived my life, my 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 whole since I was um a little child. I just believed that I could do it and if somebody told me I couldn't do it I just proved them wrong and <laughs> had faith in myself enough to, to go after things that sometimes people would tell me that are impossible and prove them wrong. It's kind of the my attitude. <laughs> what I found later on in life, too, is this a similar attitude that um, all successful people have in common. You, you have to have faith in yourself, and if you don't, then who's going to believe in you? That's true. That is, yeah. that is so true there because, I mean, I mean, it's really it's really interesting because of the fact that you know we might have uh, no, we might have excuses for not achieving our goals, and and what's really mm-hmm. interesting is the fact that uh, you know you're in addition you're you're also uh, work you work with uh, as a sales representative, is that correct for uh, NK Medi- Medical Group? Like, yeah. Like like and that's so I have a Carrier also. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I do have a, a lot of people uh, think that because I do so much in fitness and I do more of the fitness modeling than the figure competing nowadays, and that really does keep me uh, very busy now. Um, but I do have a, a career also. So I, I did, and that, I think that that's part of that drive that comes from within a person. I've always been very driven since. Um, very young age, and uh, I knew set some goals for myself, and one of them was to get a, a good education, a good career, and and that's what I did. And I got a um, pre med degree, uh, a bachelor of, of business, and uh, a master's degree, and um, speak multiple languages, and and um, have a long career in healthcare uh, related business, working for companies like Johnson and Johnson and Stryker Medical, the best of the best. Uh, in the industry, and then uh, now finally, I have my own company, NK Medical, and um, you know, trying to change healthcare for the better. But um, it's a it's a balance for sure. I don't want to say struggle; it's a balance <laughs> to do everything to do the do the fitness and and uh, have a busy career as an executive as well. But um, I think it's something that I personally need. That I need the uh, the intellectual stimulation, I need the mental talent, I need all that, uh, as well as the physical uh, side. And it's more like I put in my, my time at work and, and um, I thrive on making that successful and then um, I can go sweat afterwards and that's like my stress reliever. So it kind of feeds off of each other. <laughs> I couldn't live that's... without one or the other. Now that's really, that's really awesome there. Now, now it's kind of now it's really interesting because of the fact that you know I guess I'm kind of noticing that there's like you know many uh, com- you know fitness competitors who who also have uh, their day jobs. Is this like a normal trend 
or is or like is it like a few or is there are there many others who do the same thing as you? Um, I think that a lot of people are um, that compete are in the fitness. Their their day job is in the. You can't make money off of competing enough unless you're Phil Heath, who's you know probably the only, one of the only people that can make money off of the competing actually. But um, the you can make money on the fitness modeling side, which is which is nice. But as far as the competing part, most of those people need to have. Um, they need to have another job, and a lot of them are personal trainers. They're, you know, somehow related to nutrition or or something fitness related as their day job. It's more unusual for somebody to have such a, a high paced, um, high level executive career um, uh, in in the industry that I I find. Now there are some some amazing people that are, you know, doctors and lawyers and have careers and they're, uh, they decide to do a show, but they might not be as uh, immersed in it completely like I'm um, shooting every week for somebody. So that gets a little bit tough every now and then, especially when the shoots are in different states and um, et cetera. But um, it's doable if one wants to do it. I'm I'm living an example of that, but uh, I think a lot of people do tend to stay in that uh uh, fitness uh, arena as far as their full-time job and it, it could be just because that's a passion of theirs you know you you get so into something that you want to help others see it and that's that's fantastic also okay now i got now i got access uh how do you know uh if if uh, the, the career that you're going for aligns with your your personal goals because i know that you know for you it's fitness how do someone know know for a fact uh, whatever career that they're going into, if it's going to uh, fulfill them. Mm, that's an internal thing. I, I've never struggled with direction myself, but I've witnessed a lot of people that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be an internal factor of some sort or the way that you you grew up or you're, you're, if you're a driven person, I think you kind of um, – you choose a path in life and you just go towards that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be fulfilled in it, but you'll know you follow your heart. I mean, I, I'm very passionate about healthcare. I'm passionate about changing people's lives for the better. I'm passionate about um, eliminating unnecessary deaths in the country, like from medicine allergies and things like that. I, You know, I get... I get pumped up thinking about that stuff, so I, it's, it's easy for me. It's, it, it's, it's very fulfilling work. I think that there's something that everybody finds that, um, that that's fulfilling for them, whatever that is, but you just kind of, uh, I guess it comes down to knowing yourself and knowing your own own goals and, and what your passion is, what drives you. That's, I really agree with that because, I mean, it's it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of interesting because of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people who are don't who are probably doing something that they don't like, but they're doing it for the money. But yet they yeah. feel that they cannot uh, leave that that job, that cushion job, you know, to go after yeah. their passion because they are afraid that they might fail. Now you yeah. said something that was very interesting, and and this was in uh the, your your article in Muscle and Fitness First, and I and I'm gonna I know that this it relates to uh to Achieving your goals, but you yeah, achieve your fitness goals. But I think that this, this can, uh, 
you know, pertain to to uh, whatever careers that we're we're starting for. And you said that a failure is a setback that has less scars. When it doesn't scar you, setbacks are learning experiences. Yes, very much so. I I completely I completely agree with that statement. Is you know, it's just. Um, you have to learn. Life is not going to be perfect. No matter what you're doing, you're going to have setbacks. Say that if you just use fitness as an example, you're going to have days when you feel uh, lazy or bored or unmotivated. Or I personally don't get unmotivated, but <laughs> but I do get sometimes. You know, I have a day when I wish that oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I just you know I have to do so many things and I feel like I have ten hours worth of work on my plate and I have to be at the gym in thirty minutes and it's, it gets tough sometimes but um, you know when you people have those setbacks and say that you're not feeling like going to the gym and you fall off for a week and you just don't go you can't if you continue to let that get get the best of you what's the what good is going to come out of that you have to learn from that and see what made that what triggered me to feel that way and you know what can I do next time better to make sure that I don't fall into that funk for a day and you know if I give myself a break for a day but I'll get back on it tomorrow you know you have to you have to learn from from the setbacks and the the difficulties whatever that is it could be a a work-related situation but always look at it in a way um, where you have to learn something from every every negative situation It's, it's a lesson you don't have to take it as a, you know, personal or you don't have to take it, um, you don't have to be so tough on yourself even to, like, say, nutritional goals. A lot of people fall back off of their diet plans and, and they get so tough on themselves and they just give up. You can't do that. <laughs> you have to learn. And there's rational reasons sometimes where, you know, you're you're on a, a cycle of using stimulants and sugar and and caffeine and all this stuff, and and it's impacting your energy levels, and that that might be a reason why you just binged. And if you were, you know, you had a binge attack, and you you think that okay, I'm done with the diet, and I just I messed up, and it's all bad, and everything, you know, that's a mistake. You have to instead look at it and see what can I do better. Maybe if I didn't eat sugar and caffeine in the way that I, the way that I do, and I was trying to I tried to get off that cycle. You just learn something about yourself, and you learned a trigger um, and how to eliminate that so that you can do better next time. All right. Now that's really that's really great advice there, and you know, and it's but it's also but I gotta ask this question, and this is I guess I'm gonna play a little advocate here. Now, what if uh, that person uh, keeps on trying to better themselves, you know, with their fitness, and yet continuously mm-hmm. failing? and just decide to just give up, you know, altogether. What would you say to that? It's not an option. <laughs> giving up is not an option in life, right? That's, you know, that's giving up on yourself. If you're giving up on your health goals, you're giving up on yourself. And that's, you know, what are you living for then at that point? I mean, you have to value yourself. I think it comes down to, valuing yourself and respecting your body enough to take care of it and you know it it can take a million tries but you can't give up because any bit of progress that you make is still progress even if it's you know you lose one pound in in two months that's still progress you're still going in the right direction you you just uh stay with it 
stick with the 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 program and the plan that you have and and I promise you you'll see the results and if you know <laughs> there's 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 no way it's guaranteed that you will feel better it kind of it kind of goes to everything in your life is better when you're healthy you you feel better your your mood is better your energy is better you feel you feel great you feel more energized to go to the gym and take care of yourself you feel better about the diet that you're eating eating healthy foods and that's that's a, a very positive cycle that it puts your life on even you know impacting relationships because your mood is terrible if you're not taking care of yourself so you're in this funk that does nobody's fun to be around when you're in a funk um an energetic happy person is a lot lot pleasant more pleasant to be around in my opinion than <laughs> somebody that's complaining and and um feeling depressed and and bad about themselves so just you know take the first step and don't start wa- stop walking just keep going forward and and um you can't give up on yourself you're the only one that you can rely on to take care of you so you can't give up i amen to that and uh, now mm-hmm. uh now with it's now, of course. Uh, it's you started out uh, late in the one. Well, I can't say late. Well, I I cannot say late per se, but in a way, you know, you know, a little later than many others who start out in the twenties. Uh, but mm-hmm. you achieved your goals at you know by becoming a finalist at the All Amateur IFBB International Figure Competition, and and then making uh, the top ten at the biggest uh, national physique competition show. Mm-hmm. How mu- how did it feel to achieve those goals that you that you uh, achieved in a short amount of time? Uh great. <laughs> Obviously, it's always great to achieve your goals, but um, especially if I I didn't in the sport of figure, I haven't really had expectations except I've you know to learn for for myself, and I compete against myself in that sport because. I'm a natural athlete, meaning that I don't do the drugs, which a lot of the competitors do, giving them an unfair advantage. So for me to place period in the sport is a win already. For example, at the uh, Arnold uh, uh, International, um, when I was they announced it backstage who made the top ten, and I made the top ten. And uh, I started screaming, running around the back <laughs> backstage room because I could easily tell that there were a lot of girls there that you know did a lot of drugs to get to where they were. And it was, you know, it was an it was an incredible. It's not a knock on anybody else, but it's a it's a intern it's a win for me in on the inside because I I know that I got there with hard work and diet and. Um, you know, if I beat out one person, great. I beat out a lot of people and made it in the top ten in a big competition, and um, I was just, you know, ecstatic over <laughs> that. But so, like, there's wins that you don't even think about, um, and achieving goals like that that just feel incredible for even reasons that you don't, you know, you might not understand. You know, somebody achieved that with hard work, and that it means a hundred times more. But it it feels great. I feel like I've achieved a lot in in uh, three sports uh, in my life. Made a national team in in three sports, so that's um you know that feels like a, a great achievement. So I don't feel like there's anything that I couldn't achieve if I put my mind to it. 
But, um, yeah, obviously a very good feeling, and especially doing it the natural way, it feels even better knowing that I haven't damaged my, my body in the process. Oh, that's, and I applaud you for that because of the fact that, you know, you understood that, you know, it's hard work. And I guess, like, you know, for many people who might see others uh, who are probably or who are probably ahead of them, they might think that mm-hmm. they had an overnight success, but they don't. But they right. might not see the the uh, travail and tears of working hard in order to get to where right. they're at. And yeah, and of course, I got Now I got Now you touched on uh, you know the fact that you know you know assuming that some others uh, do did uh, use illegal supplements to get to where they're at, and and I guess that you know. It brings me back to an uh, interview that I did with uh, Angelica Cronbush, who I had on my glass last week. And she mm-hmm. basically was shit talking about that as well. In addition, because, you know, she's a fitness competitor, and she was also involved uh, with, the, with the book uh, that you were involved with, with uh, Maria Kalani. Like, mm-hmm. like why, do you, why do you think that so many, anyone really would, would uh, cheat their way to get to where to get to their goals and step over people in the process. You mean why do they use the drugs to get there? Well, why would they? Well, yeah, like use the drugs or or any or any uh, situation like you know if you're like if you're trying to get a promotion like for uh-huh. you know in a in a job you might, and someone might backstab someone in order to get to that goal and and in the long run hurt themselves. Why do you think people do that? Um, ultimately, I think it comes down to lack of self-confidence. You're not confident in your own ability to do it without, like, with your own skill set already and beat somebody. I, I mean, I think if you're, you have faith in yourself and you know that you can do this, achieve this goal, there's no need to go do anything to the competitor, the competition, to the people that are going up against you. That you focus on yourself and and um, you you do you basically <laughs> you know you focus on doing putting in the work yourself and there's no need to go I don't ever think about who I'm going against in in anything I I just you know I make sure that I work hard and do what I need to do to uh, to achieve my goal you know sometimes I make it sometimes I don't but I'm happy with the way I since I can feel good about how I went about it. Um, I don't understand that thinking, but it's. You know, I think it ultimately comes down to um, not having enough faith in yourself, a lack of self-confidence, whether right. justified or well, not, whether you lack the actual abilities or not, or or you just you know your mind is weak. All right. Now uh, we're going to take a quick uh, music break, and you know as we're going to come back with our guest, uh, Nora Kusivori. Here on What's the Word, and uh, if you're enjoying this interview, uh, you can uh, follow follow this show on Block Talk Radio by uh, typing in, by following uh, J and you will see the follow button to follow this show to hear other you know great guests like Nora. And the music that you're gonna hear is uh, Creatures of Habit by Lawless Arts, who will be on this show in a couple of weeks. So enjoy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, uh, that was uh, Lawless Talk with Creatures of Habit here on uh, What's the Word. Uh, this show that's a book by a normal motivated people to succeed in their respective career fields. My name is Cheryl John, and of course, my guest is Nora Kosivori. Uh, I Did I say it right? I'm sorry yeah. to mispronounce it. <laughs> I'm used to a lot of pronunciations. That was good. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... But anyway, I gotta ask about uh, you know the difference of compet you know the fitness uh, competitive class because I guess like many who are listening might not understand the different classes. So can you explain to us uh, you know how you know the different classes and how they achieve the pro cards? Mm. So the different classes in um, in the physique sport are uh, it starts from bikini, which is the um, least muscular. Then in, in females, it goes to um, figure, and then uh, there's fitness. That's, uh, you know, where you do your program. On the other ones, you, it's kind of based on look and uh, stage presence. And then um, then there's physique, and then female bodybuilding, which is going away. And then for men, it's, uh, it's men's physique, and then uh, bodybuilding for men. All right. Now, now of course, uh, did you have a mentor? And if so, why do you think it's important for anyone to have a mentor? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed the question. My phone keeps ringing. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you have a mentor? Uh, I've had several mentors. So starting from um, uh, third grade in school, I had a great teacher who actually put me into sports. She got, she, you know, she was very uh, pro sports uh, type of a person. I looked up to her, and uh, I thought that she'd done well for her life, and and uh, kind of, um, you know, just looked up to somebody that I looked up to, and uh, she told me to get into competitive sports, and um, so she had an influence on my life from a, a young age in that sense, and then. Um, also, uh, another influence that she had all my life was brushing your teeth. And I'll never forget that it's one of those little things that some teachers have an influence on you. And uh, and still years later, I'm brushing my teeth like five times a day and taking care of them, flossing and all that stuff. <laughs> so she's had a good example of a few things in my life that lasted. Um, as far as the uh, – I've had some good coaches along the way. Uh, very fortunate to feel to have been able to work with a lot of a lot of great coaches in different sports. But uh, Alan Watkins, he's uh, called Wadi Wad, um, has uh, has been my main mentor in this sport uh, in figure. So he's I've learned a lot from him. Everything uh, from uh, nutrition and uh, um, I've learned from him, and then. Um, the after that there's a doctor uh Michael Kim at Muscle Farm. Um and I've learned a lot from him also. And he's he's kind of been a, a mentor mentor to me and then uh Heather Grace, he, she's an IFBB pro, Alina Popa, she's an IFBB pro, uh Chandra Tanji. I learned from a lot of great people in the in just the uh, the the figure sport alone. But it's it's very key, and then obviously I have mentors in in business also. But as far as that goes, I think that it's key to find people that ha- are successful themselves and 
have done things um, the right way and achieved a lot of things in their lives and, and you know, try to learn as much as you can from them. Ask questions. What, how did you get where you are, you know? What what did you do? What do you think are the key things to to achieve success and, and those types of things? Okay, now now I got it. Now this is the second part to that question. Uh what do you think is important for anyone, especially like uh college students who are who who are currently like either they're freshmen or about to be seniors? What do you think is important for them to have mentors? The the same thing. You, you know, it's that's the especially critical age where you um you're learning about life still really. You know, you're you're learning your own way, your path and and how to get to where you, you want to be in life and, and um what better way to, to learn than and also learn to avoid mistakes along the way than to you know, go to somebody that's done it the right way. It's it's very key in, in uh in my opinion to to do that and have mentors and have have people in your life that are um that have achieved things that you want to achieve yourself. So whatever that is, like find the best of the best in the field or profession that you want to be in and um, and ask them every possible question <laughs> you can possibly ask. You know, you can't, uh, you can't have too much information about how to do, um, you know, from, from a successful person because obviously they've, they've uh, learned some things along the way so they can tell you not only how to get to your goals and give you good advice, but they can also tell you what to not do, what to avoid. All right. Now, now uh, how important is uh, anyone to, uh, to be on social media? Like, like if they're in business industry or if they're, you know, or if they're like building their careers in, you know, in fitness or public relations, you know, business. Uh-huh. Um, it depends on your goals. If you're trying to make yourself into a brand, it's critical. You have to do it, and I'm that's my worst area. I don't, and it's because I don't have enough time, because I have a career also. <laughs> so it gets tough because you, you that really is a full time job too. You handle social media and make sure that you're doing the things that, that you need to be doing to get the followers and the the people engaged and interacting and, and those types of things. And you're posting enough and you're doing enough um, communicating with your your um, followers. Um, it, it's key. You cannot do it. Now, if you're just a fitness competitor or physique competitor, it doesn't really, you know, you're just promoting yourself. You're not promoting a, a business that you're trying to sell. You know, when you're in in the modeling side, uh, on that side, you're um, you're promoting yourself. You are your brand. You, so you have to market yourself. But it's you know, it depends on if you're selling a service and if you're if you are a model, then you are selling a service. You're selling yourself, and it's it's critical to be in the social media and, and do that and be active. But um, just depends on your goals, really. Okay, now. Now, uh, which one is uh, your favorite uh, social media platform? Um, <laughs> I suck at all of them, but I like Instagram a lot. It's you know, it's, oh it's wow, pictures is yeah. <laughs> I like Instagram, but it's uh, uh, Facebook is good also. A lot of a lot of people uh, um, that I actually know on Facebook, so it's it's fun to um, communicate with the people that. Um, 
you know personally and you met and and things like that it's you know it's, i enjoyed that process and especially my family and friends being back in europe it's you know it's a great tool to communicate with each other and keep up to date and, and see what's going on in in everybody's lives but um uh, as far as marketing yourself i think you kind of have to do do them all you have to be on twitter you have to be on facebook you have to be on instagram <laughs> like uh, I'm running out of time for all this chap chap and all this chat, whatever that is, and the other stuff, the new, new uh, applications. I'm not even trying to learn what that is because I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you do have to be all over the place. The more more you are out there, the more exposure you're going to get, obviously. So it just makes sense to be on all of them. Well, just to let you know, I'm not uh, – I mean, I'm still getting – getting better at this and I'm still trying to figure out Instagram at the moment so it's it's so late bloomer, you're not, huh? <laughs> was that yes you're late bloomer yeah, yeah. well what well, Instagram yes I'm a late bloomer but uh, other other social media platforms I'll say I'm I'm not really well I could say in a sense I, I was a late bloomer to Twitter and Facebook well not Facebook but but I can say you know I love Twitter you know I'm a Twitter addict you know, because I, you know, mm. constantly on there, like tweeting out and interacting with many yeah. people in real time, and that's and that's what I love about about Twitter. Yeah, I want to love yeah. Twitter. It's too time consuming for me, <laughs> so I, I kind of, you know, I, I uh, posted the Twitter button on my Instagram, and it's you know the same pictures post on there also. So I definitely need to get better about Twitter, but it's uh, that's a great tool though if you have the time to. To do that and interact with people, it's a it's a great great uh, tool. All right. Now, now of course, uh, you you t- you talked about earlier about uh, speaking multiple languages, and and I'm and I'm gonna guess you you know Finnish and English are, and what other languages uh, besides those two? <laughs> Swedish uh, in Finland, everybody has to speak Finnish, Swedish, and English. So it's you know three languages right there. And, just being from Finland, and um, then I took French, uh, Italian, Spanish, I understand Norwegian, Danish, Icelandic, Estonian. Um, some of those languages are similar. Um, the the uh, Estonian is similar to Finnish, and the other ones are, are similar to Scandinavian languages to Swedish, so they're close enough to to understand those also. But um, Wait, yeah, it's a little bit different growing up in Europe. Wait, you said you speak Spanish as well? I did Spanish in school, yeah. But that's oh, that wow. would probably be my that was the last language that I I learned and it would probably be the the, the one that I did for the shortest amount of time. So obviously now operate I'm operating in in not my native language every day. So it's here you tend to it it sucks when you don't use the other languages every day, you tend to forget some of them, but um um at least I'm operating in two languages on on a daily basis. <laughs> but yeah, I so, just take Spanish in school also. So why do now now here's a question to that to that uh, here's a follow up question to that. Why do you think it's important for anyone, especially now uh, you know, the world is so interconnected now and it's like, you know, many, you know, many you don't be working with people in many different cultures. Why do you think it's important for them to when you want to learn a second language or a third or a fourth? Um, 
my perspective on that question is completely different than an American perspective. Um, I grew up in such a different way in Europe that it's just, you know, it's what you did. You you just, you know, it enriches your life. You're able to immerse yourself in another culture completely differently than when you know the language. Um, you learn in the process of learning the language about another culture. So you kind of your whole view on, on life becomes bigger, in my opinion. It's the same thing when it comes to traveling. You um, You understand that what you have... If you live in Alabama and you know that the world is way bigger than Alabama, you know, understand that, you know, there's all kinds of different cultures and richness of life, really, when you think about it, when it comes to, um, you know, how big the world really is. Think about all the the countries and how, you know, differently they view things, they do things, they, the different food, the culture, um all those types of things come into play in that and and as far as knowing the language it's just to me it's uh it's a gift to be able to to speak another language and communicate with different people in their own native language i think it's just incredible and and um uh, as far as business goes it's going to give you an advantage if you're trying to go go somewhere in your career obviously it expands your opportunities by a hundred if you know other languages and, you know, opportunities in other countries and global positions now if you're trying to be play at the high level in um, in uh, corporate America and uh, or or in, in any country for that matter. But it is, it's it's a, a, an advantage on all fronts. Personal play, go travel, have fun, be able to order off the menu in that native language or communicate with the people in their language or go work in European Union country, you know? It just expands your options. Yeah. Not I to mention that it's, it. it's the best thing to, to grow your brain capacity. Learning another language <laughs> has been proven. <laughs> so that's not oh, a bad yes. thing ever. Yeah. yeah, definitely agree. Uh, big time with that. Uh, now, uh, two more questions. Uh, if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admire, past or present, to pick their brain, who would that person be? Uh, it would probably be President Obama, actually. For oh wow! A couple of for a couple of reasons, I would want to learn. And here's my philosophy on that. He he got to the position where he's at for a reason. He's obviously a very driven person. He has to be at a certain intelligence level to be able to, to get there to achieve the goals. So I would ask him um, about the success part, but I would also ask him about the failures part. So I, obviously he's had some failures in his his career also, and uh, I would try to figure out what, has, what lessons would he have that he could uh, share with me. And obviously, I would pick his brain about healthcare because I, I have major, um, major, major uh, concerns and, and issues, and also um, uh, ways to ideas on how to fix those issues uh, when it comes to healthcare in America. So it would be, it would be an interesting day. I would definitely have multiple conversations with him about successes, failures, and and healthcare, and um, you know, just would definitely take the opportunity to learn uh, as much as I could. All right. 
Now, now uh, where can uh, I mean that's really great because I mean I, I because I would say the the majority would say you know Oprah, you know because she you know what she have done, but you know that's that's really a, but you just want a different direction with that. And that's really amazing there. <laughs> But he he should be on the pulse on uh, things and and if anything from that day yeah you know he might he might take some uh, advice from me also <laughs> it could be a it could be a two way learning experience. <laughs> All right, now uh, where can uh, we where can people find more about uh, your your work and also uh, your you know your upcoming uh, projects. Um, I have a website, norakuzivori.com, and uh, um, more of the interaction is on social media, though. So I put um, um, things on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and I have an athlete page on Facebook also, and uh, all that the, the news feed also goes to Twitter. So my handle on uh, Instagram and Twitter is norakuzivori, and uh, Facebook, uh, just search for my name and post pages should come up on there. Um I have a couple of exciting projects coming up. Is, um, I'm writing a book from that um, that book that I wrote, I wrote the chapter for. They asked me to write an entire book um, about believing. So that should be coming out sometime at the end of this year. And then, um, you know, I share personal stories in that book also and um, just what believing has done in my life and how to believe, give advice and and, and inspire and motivate people to go after their goals. Um, so kind of what we've talked about all, today in this interview also, so I share more, expand more on those things. And then um, doing camps for Muscle Farm and events like that. I'll be at Olympia for Muscle Farm. And um, you can find all that info on somewhere on my social media all or right. my website. Well, Manodra uh, Kutsibori. I want to say thank you for joining me on uh, What's the Word. I really appreciate it and really enjoy the interview as well. And I'm wishing, wishing you more success in the future, you know, with your career. And also, uh, you your, and of course, the fitness industry. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure talking to you today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Nora. Now, everyone, uh, if you have missed this episode uh, live, uh, it will be available on iTunes and also on Stitcher Radio. And also you can, uh, you know, for download, and it will also be available as archive at uh, www.blogtalkradio forward slash Cheval J. That's www.blogtalkradio forward com forward slash Cheval J. Now, uh, that is it for this for today's show. I want to thank uh, my guest, uh, Nora Kutivori, so joining me on What's the Word, uh, the show that's about finding out what motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. Uh, my name is Shaval John. Be real and be independent. And I leave you now with Opus 1 by Hannes Perit Hanneman. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh-huh.